How to Create a Glitch Monologues Season 22 Chapter 5 This is Season 22 of How to Create a Glitch in the Matrix Monologues Episode 5. In this episode, we will be talking about the significance of the retrocausal thought chain to philosophy and meaning in general. In several past episodes, of the past two seasons, we give examples of a retrocausal thought chain occurring naturally in reality. The essential point was that a retrocausal thought chain separates the cause in fact from the proximate cause, with the proximate cause being an internal state, and the cause in fact being some external form which generates, in a reverse causal fashion the chain which leads to the proximate cause. Likewise, the proximate cause is a recollection of a past experience. Up until now, we have been talking about causality and the implications for reality from that standpoint. With this episode, I would like to comment on the structural implications of this manifestation. If we take an example of the bare retrocausal chain, what this chain tells us is that the form, that is the physical representation of the bear, externally, is attached or linked causally to the internal chain which leads to the memory as the proximate cause. This rebuts the post-structural critique of structuralism, which suggests that such linking between the sign and signifier does not exist. But paradoxically, the causal chain is retro-temporal, that is, the sign produces the link to the signifier. Now, what is the significance of this? In past episodes, we discussed how there is no true distinction between thought and matter, that is, the world around us is mere representation of the substance of thought, oriented around our egoistic self. This follows from a structuralist view which is that external form can be a cause of a signifier in the mind. But this, it would seem is the proper direction for causality, given that it posits a classical if reversed structuralist view. The ordinary causal chain involves a proximate cause which is also the cause in fact, which means that the post-structuralist critique of structuralism is consistent with what we actually see most of the time. The need for a re-evaluation of structuralism and its integration with post-structuralist ideas, is suggested by the dichotomy between causal and retrocausality. In fact, even if we accept the critique of physicists and philosophers that retrocausality is mere illusion, the byproduct of our imagination and subconscious working together to produce some semblance of meaning to an otherwise inexplicable reality, we cannot deny that experientially, at least for this author, it is truly real and must therefore be incorporated into a fulsome understanding of what is real in a subjective sense. In effect, what I am saying is that if retrocausality is real for this author, then so too is their credence to a structuralist view of reality further to the continued link between the signifier and the signified. One cannot get past structuralism if retrocausality is true phenomenologically, whether or not it is true objectively. What this also tells us is that the involution of consensuality into non-consensuality generates the structuralist retrocausal link between signifier and signified. This involution is not a natural consequence of regularly causal action and thought, but rather a unique subspecies of thought. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it please like, comment and subscribe.